Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Lendra Sow. Pastor Lendra Sow is the pastor of a young and vibrant church in Cape Town, Faith Life Family Church. This podcast is tasked with duty to provide you with the very best teachings of Pastor Lendra Sow. Soak in and enjoy. Amen. Good to see everyone in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Just greet your neighbor next to you. Say it's good to sit next to you. Tell the person you are lucky to sit next to me. Let me buy this out in his hand, brother. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for another day, for another week. Amen. Let us once again go to make and be as amen. See you at the foot for Israelis. Hallelujah. So we just have a few minutes. Um, I'm going to preach a very short message today. And we're going to go to Luke chapter 17. Lucas, Luke 17. And the message is, Remember Lord's wife. Amen. On the whole Lord's of Rome. Hallelujah. Amen. And to Luke chapter 32. Luke chapter 32 says as follows. Yeah, it just says 32. And then Luke, Lucas. And then I also want to actually rather go to Genesis 19. Uh, It will be better. Let's go there. Go to Genesis 19. Just go to, okay, just. That's fine. Just go to Genesis 19, please. Genesis 19. Okay. Luke 17, 32 simply says, Remember Lot's wife. Okay? And say that on the Lot's of her. Like, we never get it. Okay? Then, now I'm going to explain to you why Jesus said that remembers Lot's wife. Jesus was the one who told um, the people, he told them, when you give a lost family, do not forget lost wife. Okay? And then, when you, to understand why he said this, you must go to Genesis chapter 19. Okay? Genesis was the narrative. Is there anyone who doesn't understand Afrikaans? Nobody? Okay, there are no Anglicans. But for the international viewers, we need to speak um, English. There's, there's people who watch it and they will speak to me about it and they will. So let's rather keep it Anglicans for the international viewers. Amen. I'm going to say amen. amen. I want you just to be relaxed. I know it's a little bit hot. We are still working on getting the whole place cooler. Um, amen. So, the Bible says here in Genesis 18, 19, um, we read from there. But now to understand Genesis 19, you must go to Genesis 18. And what happened here was, there was a certain city called Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay? And this city was a very sinful city. And now God, has, God spoke to Abram and he told Abram, my plan is to wipe out the city. Okay? You know sometimes there's something that, that God calls the cup of iniquity. The Peter van Saunders. Sometimes your cup is full. And then judgment comes. Ask your neighbor, how full is your cup, neighbor? 
Sometimes your cup is full and the punishment comes after that cup that's full. Okay? So now, now God spoke to Abraham and he said, I have plans to kill everyone in Sodom. Okay? Now, now, God finally decided to do it. But before he could kill the people in Sodom, there was one family that was serving God. Okay? It is blessed that if you are someone who serves God, it is blessed that God will always rescue you before the time. You see, God is a God. He doesn't let the righteous die with the unrighteous. Yes, I love the So now God went and he sent two angels in, and the angels will now come and evacuate that family. And now we read that evacuation, we read it in chapter 19. Okay, are you here? Now it says, two angels arrived at Sodom. Amen. May God send angels to get you out of danger. Hallelujah. Get someone to tell you to come out. Yeah. Amen. Muni, don't be sad if a taxi is full. No, God has kept you out of the taxi. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. By the way, you won't ride a taxi for much longer. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. God is going to evacuate you. Yeah. Hallelujah. You don't say amen. Yeah. Soon you'll be giving other people a love to church. Yeah. Wow. Amen. By the way, we are happy with taxis to church, okay? Even if you have a car, I still recommend that we get, because you can make your car, can only fit five people. The taxi can put a lot of people, okay? Now, the Bible says, two angels arrived at Sodom in the evening. And Lot was sitting, Lot is now this righteous man that God is trying to get out. Lot was sitting at the city. Okay, now when I, when I did a bit of study, I found out that the reason why Lot was sitting at the gate of the city, in those days the gate of the city was like the CBD, meaning it was the central business district. So Lot was either a businessman or a politician. Yes, I didn't know this. He was either one of the two. He was in control of affairs. He was, Sodom has now become, house and, and Lot was a rich man because he was friends with, with Abraham. Sorry. Now, yes, help me. Can you put it off? Okay. Thank you, sir. Now, hallelujah. About there. Now, let's put it a little louder, please. Thank you, sir. Now, the Bible says, when Lot saw the two angels, somehow he just knew these are angels, he bowed down to them. Okay? And when he bowed down to them with his face to the ground, Lord said this. He said, uh, My Lord, please turn aside to your servant's house so you can wash your feet and spend the night. And early morning you can go on your way. But they replied no to him. You will spend the night in the square. Meaning, the, people, the two angels came to him and he said, Come to my house. And then, then he's, the two angels said, no, 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 we are going to sleep outside. But then Lord said, no, I know you guys are angels. I want you to come and spend the night at my house. Amen? Amen. So then, you keep basically by this word. The Bible says, but Job, Lord, he insisted very strongly that they must go with him to his house. And they went, he prepared a meal for them. Baking bread without yeast and they ate it. 
before they went to bed, all the men of sorry, all men from different from every part of the city of Sodom, both young and old, surrounded the house. Okay, and they called to Lot, and they said, "Where are the men who came with you to tonight? Bring them out so we can have sex with them." Imagine this: you have two men in the house, and now everyone came. That shows you how sick the city got. Now, whenever you hear the words Sodom and Gomorrah, everyone thinks of homosexuality. But when I read you the story, you will find out that this wasn't the most important sins. There were more sins of Sodom. You find it in the book of Ezekiel 16. Okay? Now listen to this. Lord went outside to meet them and he sat the door behind him and he said, No, my friends, don't do this wicked thing. Look, I have two daughters. They have never slept with a man. Let me bring them out to you. You can do with them as you like. Hey, that's a hectic thing. That's like a movie. The Bible is powerful. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen to this movie. Let me bring them out. Yeah, but don't do anything to these men because they've come under my roof for protection. Then the people said, get out of our way. This fellow has come here as a foreigner and he's playing judge over us. You see, many times when you tell people the right thing that say, but don't judge me. Yes. You say, have you heard that before? Have you said that before? Okay, thank you. But, okay. Then, then these people say, we will treat you worse than them. Okay, they kept on putting pressure on lock, on lock and move forward. They wanted to break down his door. But the two angels, the two men inside, reached out and pulled up into the house. They shut the door. Then they struck the men who were at the door, young and old, with blindness, so that they could not find the door. That's a powerful movie. And they just lifted their hands and like a light came out and everyone was blinded. Okay? They couldn't find the door. These two men, okay, the two men said to Lot, do you, have, do you have anyone else in the city? Sons or sons-in-law or sons and daughters, anyone else in the city belongs to you. Get them out of here because we are here to destroy the city. Just tell your powerful angels are they destroy cities. Okay? The outcry of the Lord has come against these people. Right? And we have been sent here to destroy, to destroy it. So Lord went out and spoke to his sons-in-law and pleaded, they pleaded, they pleaded to marry his daughters. Lord said to them, hurry up and get out of the place because the Lord will destroy the city. But listen to this. But his sons-in-law thought he was joking. Yes. You see, he said, hurry up. God is going to destroy it. You see, many times when we preach the gospel, people think we are making a joke. Yes, people think, ah, this is serious. Ah, it's not important. Ah, I don't have to do it now. Yes. I heard of a pastor, he went to a family. You know, I think I need to go more to families. I will do it in the new year. In covered business. Okay, I'm joking. Um, but I remember going to a lot of houses. When I was young, I used to do a lot of Hastings stuff. You don't look at Hastings stuff. My um my uh my leader when I was young, he would he would tell me there's a Hastings there Thursday night, we will all be there. 
On my way there, you would call and say, Listen, I'm not coming in anymore. Now you are man alone, you and your friend, and we preach. And people came to the Lord. So, anyhow, one past, he spoke to a family like that. When he spoke to the family, the people gave their heart to the Lord, but they had a daughter. And the daughter said, Pastor, not today. Let's talk tomorrow. The reason why she said that was because he was going to a party that night. It's not knowing that that night there was a bombing or something explosive in that place. was in America. You know in America they are very wild. And the pastor was called. The, the father didn't want to go. So he called the pastor and he said, don't to this place. They had to go and identify her body. When the pastor got there, real thing, her body was open. Yes. Tell your neighbor, hurry up. Wow, okay. Hallelujah. They thought he was joking. Then in the morning, the angels urged Lot. Now, remember, Lot told the other people, hurry up. Now the angels in the morning told Lot, they woke him up and they said, hurry up. Get up. Take your wife and your daughters who are with you. Or you will be killed. Or you will be swept away when the city is punished. Okay. When he hesitated, the man grabbed his arms. And the one man grabbed his arm and his wife arm. And, and the other man, the other angel grabbed his daughter's arms. And they took them out of the city and said, flee for your life. And do not look back. Flee for your lives. And do not look back. Flee for your life. And do not look back. And do not stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. Hallelujah. Hurry up. He was urgent. Amen. Hallelujah. So what we must know about that God, this world we are in, will be destroyed soon. You can see how the plagues are coming. And people believe that this plague we have now is one of the first plagues. There are many more to come. Okay? And it's important for us to be, to be urgent about serving God. And I feel that we are all like Lord. We are all like this family. As the world is being destroyed, we must get ready to run out of this place. There's no time to look back. There's no time to wait for anything or for anyone. Amen. I love the part where it said the angel grabbed him by his arm. Yes. It sounds like the angels were basenta leaders. And they went to the members like this morning someone came to your house to knock on your door and they grabbed you by your arm. And they carried you here. They carried you here for a reason. Because there's destruction that's going to hit the country. That's going to hit the lives of people. And that's why they went to your house to rescue you. Amen. I know a certain man. The man's name is Ricky. Yes. And uh, Ricky was always invited to come to church. But you know Ricky, he would always say, We know him. We know him. We know him. Every time. Then Ricky, some Sundays he would start getting ready and I'm still like Ricky and Veg. Then one day after a long time, years, finally Ricky came to church. And now, as Ricky went to church, that day the pastor was preaching. Very well. Ricky was just, didn't make any, any noise. The choir was singing very good. The music in the church was animated. It was a nice service. Ricky was just quiet. Can you believe him? Nothing. Um, do you 
want to know why Ricky was that quiet that day. <laughs> it was because that day was Ricky's funeral. And he was in the box because he was waiting to make a change in his life too late. And finally death took him and death had to bring him to church. So then finally he came to church. You see there's some things in life that you cannot wait for. And there's some things that you must hurry up and escape. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So now what does Lord's wife teach us? Number one, Lord's wife teaches us that we all have a great opportunity to escape and to be saved. You know, as I'm, as I'm here, I feel that God has given me a great opportunity. Yes. Because just as, I mean, think about it, the angels came to, to their house. And the angels came and spoke to them and warned them. You know, other people did not get that opportunity. Other people were just there when rocks were flying, when fire was falling, because what happened was God caused fire to come from heaven. And fire and, and brimstone and stuff was coming from heaven. Yes. What I think was, I, I was reading and studying, and they said that in that part of Israel, they found that there was a city that was destroyed by fire. Something happened, and I think a volcano erupted. You know, have you ever seen a volcano? That's like, Bishop said one day he went to a volcano and he was looking down into it at night. And I said it was like soup that was boiling. But it was fiery soup. You see? Now other people didn't have opportunity to see that there was destruction coming like that. Other people were just there when fire was coming. So now this woman called Lord's wife, she had the opportunity to hear that destruction is coming. But still she looked back. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We mustn't miss the opportunity that God is giving us. Amen. As, an, as Christians, sometimes the problem of our level of that who's um, heavy of your own? Does it mean blessfully? But you must know that you are very blessed. That one day when people are going to hell, you will not be going to hell. They will be telling you, no, 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 come to this life, come to the other part. Why? Because Jesus made an escape for you. Amen. Amen. Number two, Lord's wife teaches us that we must remember that God sends people to us for our salvation. Amen. So Jesus said this so that we must learn that, that people are sent your way. Because the only way you can escape from hell is by receiving the word that people give to you. Amen. Someone will preach to you. Someone will speak to you about heaven and about hell. And you must receive that person that God sends to you. Just like the two angels came and she had to accept them. But I mean she rejected them. Okay. Man must tell the story forever. When they were about to die, the fire was about to come. Come, I need two people. A husband and a wife. Peter and Lady P. Come. Wow, husband and wife. And Jody is the angel in the middle. Okay. Uh, hold the hands in the middle. Hold the hands. Stand in the middle, Jody. And hold their arms. Hold their arms. So what was happening is they were just running one place. They were running out of the city. Just running one place. Church is too small. <laughs> so as they were running out of the city, come, run, run, come closer, come closer. 
As they were running, the fire was busy falling in the city. Okay? And the city was being burnt. You hear the bomb. <laughs> and then, can you believe while this is happening, the woman looked back. Yes. Because the angel said, Okay, you guys should stop here every time. Listen. The angel said, Do not even look back into the city. You know why? Because Lot was a famous businessman. And obviously, the husband is a famous businessman. She had a very good life in the city. All her friends were there. Her, her, her buddies were there. The party life. All the nice things was there. And she was looking back to the nice times she had. And she was thinking that everything will now be lost. That is why she looked back. Okay? And now Jesus told us, remember that woman who looked back. And when she turned, turned. And left her that one. This one hand left her up. She turned into a pillar of salt. Yes? You can't move your pillar of salt. So as... As they were running and the woman turned, the Bible says he turned into a pillar. A pillar is a pillar. A pillar of salt. Just just standing there. Instead of having a a life where you can start over with your husband. God has saved you. She rather turned back. And she was now looking at the city. You know, I I looked at, there's a few... um, Pictures of mountains where they sow this is not white. Then they sow rocks like that. Yeah, so now he's explaining instead of being saved, people rather become like that. They rather so it's like believers who look back. Amen. Thank you guys. May you never be in the fire and be lost wife and look back and everything. Amen. One day Bishop said he was at he was playing golf. Okay. And uh he told the man, you must be born again. You know, sometimes we know that being born again is so important, but sometimes so difficult to tell people. This is not true. Sometimes I'm not even saying Bokiru, but sometimes even the word Bokiru turns to silly by a person. So we should tell the guy, they were playing golf, he told him, listen, you must be born again. Then the man got angry, and the man said, why are you judging me? In front of everyone. Why are you telling me that I must be born again? Are you better than I am? And he started to create a big scene. And Bishop said, he, was, he started to apologize. He said, sorry for disturbing you. Sorry, now the guy, then the guy said, look, you, you don't think that I can beat you. He said, I will beat you right now. I will fight you. The way I come from, we fight, we don't talk like this. Yes, they always say they can say copy. Then Bishop said, a few months later, he met this guy again somewhere at the golf course. It was New Year's. And he said, instead of telling him again that you must be born again or you will go to hell, he didn't say that. He just said you must be born again. He rather told the guy now, listen, Happy New Year. Yes, because I can't even say for Makiri only because the over your son. Then, listen, he said it was just a few months later, this was not January, March month, Bishop said he got a call from this man's family. The man is in the hospital and the man is asking him, the evangelist, to come and pray for him. Yes. 
Now Bishop was like, me? This guy, this is a trick. Then he said he got another call from someone. It is urgent. Come to the hospital now. So and so is in the hospital. He said, what? Then again, he got a message and the guy's daughter sent him a message. And when he decided, okay, I'm going to go. Just when he went, the guy was dead. Then they found out, his daughter said that before the man left the house, the man said, I don't think I'm coming back. I don't think I'm coming back from the hospital. And then the people who were in the hospital said that as the man was dying, the man was shouting, they are coming for me. Can you see them? They are coming for me. Stop them. They want to take me. They want to take me. They want. He was going to hell. Yes. Why? Because there was people who came to speak to him. There was people who came to tell him that, that death is something that comes everyone's way. But he said, no. I will wait. <laughs> yes. Don't reject people God sends to you. To speak to you. I will never forget the person who led me to the Lord. I can still remember him. How he spoke to me for a long time. And I had to open my heart. And not reject him. Amen. Hallelujah. Number number three. Okay. Lord's wife teaches us that we must forsake the sins of this world. Okay. Lord's wife teaches us that we as believers, once you are saved, once you are on the way out, once you are escaping, once you are coming out of this life of being a sinner and being in hell, you must learn to escape the sins. Amen. Amen. Forsake the sins of this world. Hallelujah. The Bible says here, Ezekiel 16 verse 49. It says here, Behold the sins, the iniquity of Sodom, pride, fullness of bread, abundance of idleness, was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the, the hand of the poor and the needy. Listen to the she was pride, proud, and committed abominations. Amen. Yes. So this Sodom, Sodom, Sodom was a place where there is sin. Sodom is a picture of our own lives. Sodom is a place, a picture of the place where we have come from. Now, once you've given your heart to the Lord, you must learn to forsake those things. Amen. Amen. You can't go back to Sodom. And as, as this woman was walking out, she was looking back at the sin that she came out of. Many times, many times as Christians, we are on the right track. We are on the right track, but then we look back. Yes. I mean, you are, you have a twisted neck. Sometimes. Yes. Have you ever seen a person where the body is that way, but the head is that way. And many Christians are like that. They, God has placed them on the right track, but they keep on looking back and going back. We must learn, we must learn to break away from all sin. I, I wrote here, you must learn to burn the bridges and to burn the sins. You know, a bridge is something that takes you across a road to the other side. 
But once you've given your heart to the Lord, you must learn to burn the bridge. So that you can never go back to where you've come from. Yes. When you are a believer, you must learn to, you must, if you don't want to fall back and end up like this woman, you must learn to bring all the connections you had with the past. So that you can come out from the sins. Amen. One year I heard of the story where um, people from Portugal, they were sailing on the ship to South America. And as they came to South America, the big ship at the harbor, and then you get into a smaller ship and then go to the land. And as they were going, um, I can't keep forgetting the sailor's name. He let everyone go off the ship. Then when he climbed off with the last ship, he took a torch and he burned the big ship. So what he was saying was that we will never go back from here. We will rather burn the ship so that there is no more connection with us to the past. Yes. So when you are a believer, you must learn to burn the old connections and friendships that you have with the past. Yes. Because if you stay connected to the people of the past, you will easily fall back. Think about every sin as a people. It's not true. That is always meant with a drink. Huh? That's always meant with a rook. Wow, speaking to us now. They are big. Yes, it's not the same if you are married. If you are married, they can not be your own girlfriend chatting. Wow, you are lying in bed, you are chatting. May the roses leave, but they. And when Mary, Fada, huh? Wow. Mary, Andy, Mary. Mary. <laughs> Mary, my <must be> Mary. <laughs> you know, one year, recently, no, not recently, like a few years ago, uh, someone I know, a man of God, yes, he called me. Hey, Len. As my family, that my young man. Why would your wife be with me? <laughs> Maybe say, my wife is missing. Amen. How can your wife be missing? Such a big person. <laughs> then, I said, there's a big problem. So I said, fine. Very good friend, I'll drive through. We go. I said, she's, she's missing. And then he said, And he said, someone saw an old boyfriend driving around here. And I think they are together. Yes. Then he said, when they were, they were dating, these two were dating before they got married. Like six, seven years ago. Then he said, they always used to go to this beach. I think we must go there.
Yes. Then, finally, finally, when she came back, they now, a little first soon, okay? They came back together, they forgave each other. Then she did something powerful. She broke all connections. Told the guy, don't call me, don't message me, don't Facebook me, don't Instagram me, don't send a message with a briefing. But for that kid to come and knock at my door, once they did that, their marriage was solid until today. Yes. This is why you must disconnect with everything in the past. Yes. Hallelujah. You must tell your friend, my friend, I love you. And my friend, I need you. And my friend, I enjoy your company. But then you tell your friend there is someone else whom I need more than I need you. If I don't have God in my life, I will not love her. If I don't have God in my life, I cannot move her. And if I don't have, I don't, I don't want you and then I must have her. You see, there are some people that are too expensive to have around you. You see, some people, if you have them, you will lose heaven. And you will gain hell. Rather tell your friend, friend, it was nice being with you. It was to disconnect with you. Because when I'm connected to you, I'm connected to singer. When I'm connected to you, I'm connected to smoking. When I'm connected to you, I'm connected to drinking. There's some phone numbers you must delete. And you must tell me when I'm with you. I'm a different person. So I rather want heaven than having you in my life.
So, so this is very important because nowadays we are mixing Christianity in the world. But, but here this woman teaches you, once you try to mix Christianity in the world, you will become something you don't want to become. That's why the Bible says, love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. When we speak of the world, we speak out about the sins of this world. We speak about the pleasure of this world. We speak about the things that draw you to this world. Now Jesus says, do not love the world. Know the things that are in the world. Then I think about John Wesley, he said, I am dead to the world and the world is dead to me. Meaning if you must get to the level where you are dead to the world. And the, the world is dead to you. Whenever you see certain things, you don't desire it. You don't desire to go there. You don't desire to sit with them. You don't desire to be in their company anymore. You are dead to them and they are dead to you. Yes, there are many of my friends. When, when I look at them in, on Facebook or when, when I get, even I don't get messages anymore. We used to spend our whole holidays together. But, but I am dead to them. And they are dead to me. Not because they are bad friends. Not because of anything. But because they are in the world. And I must disconnect myself from the world. Here we see this woman last wife. She didn't want to be disconnected from the world. She was disconnected from the world. She was disconnected from the world. She was disconnected from the world. Hallelujah. Since she wanted the best of both worlds. And once you want it like that, you will lose everything. The Bible says, as he turns, he turns into a pillar of salt. No, 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 no. A pillar of salt means, I mean, people cannot even use you. Because you are hard. You can only use salt, you can sprinkle. So that means when you are a person, you are always looking to the past. You will become a worthless person. Become a worthless believer. Why? Because you are so connected to your past. And that will lead you to be in the fire that you should not have been in. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, remember Lord's wife. Come on, tell someone else, remember Lord's wife. There is some fires that you should not be in. There's some things that you must escape in this world. But if you keep on looking back, you will find yourself in that fire that you should not have been in. God has made a way of escape for us. And, and His name is Jesus. There's no other way of escape. There's only one way. So we cannot draw back. We, we, we cannot step back. We cannot afford even to be in the world that lives
your father, you, you will hear God said something powerful to the angel. As the angel was running with him, the angel said, run to the mountains. But the Lord said this, he said, no, 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 I don't want to be in the mountains. I said, there is a city nearby. Let me enter into the city. And then the angel said, that's fine, you can go into the city. When, when, when I read this, when I read this, I was thinking about the city of heaven. That one day there will be a rapture. And then we as believers, we will be raptured out of this country. Out of the earth and we will enter the city of heaven. That's why the Lord wanted to come out of the city. There is a city where you don't get sick or hungry anymore. There is a city where you don't get thirsty anymore. There is a city with streets of gold. There is a city with rivers of life. There is a city with the tree of life. So if you don't look back, you will enter the city. If you stay on course, I say maybe you're a player. You will enter into the city of God. Look at the, look at the, at the tree. Heaven or hell, take a sip for your liver of the See the offer of 
God bless you for listening to this message. Follow us on Facebook at Faith Life Family Church to find out more information about our service times and upcoming events. Don't forget to subscribe to the Swatwell channel to receive regular messages by Pastor Dave Bissell. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be close to the people. You know what I'm saying?